Welcome to this episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, hosted by Lynn. I have lived as an estranged parent. I will always love my adult son and my adult daughter. And I thank them for getting me to this transformative place in my life. So join me now for my own Once Upon a Time, my story of estrangement. Lynn, I, I honestly think everybody on the planet should be interviewed by you. This is Lynn from Once Upon a Time, from Storybook to Estrangement. By way of career, I am a professor, author, and entrepreneur. By way of a lived experience, I identify as an estranged parent. Let me start by saying my lived experience as an estranged parent is without a doubt the single most difficult experience in my lifetime. My healing journey continues and this podcast is one step in that journey. Hello everyone. Welcome to once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement with Lynn. And I'm very excited to welcome a special guest. And the reason why I'm excited is because I know he has an amazing journey of estrangement to share with us, but also because I often do not hear the voice of the fathers, the men who are going through estrangement. So at this point, I'm going to ask Don if he would introduce himself to our audience. Hi, Don, and welcome. Hi, Lynn. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, um, um, I'm I'm Don Stott. I am a 53-year-old father of three, and I, a couple of years ago, about four or five years ago now at this point, became estranged from one of my children. And uh, it was the, and it will get into it, but it was the one of the most um, troublesome times in my life. <laughs> totally, totally understand. And we just met. So let's tell the audience that we met via our podcast. So I saw that you were a podcast host. We connected. I listened to one of your podcasts. And so thank you so much for responding. I really appreciate that. But I also have a few more questions for you about this journey. So I listen to a lot of the experts and talking about estrangement. and And a few of them talk about how often to communicate, how often not to communicate, what to write in a letter, what not to write in a letter. You mentioned that your wife drafted a letter and chose not to send it, which could be very therapeutic. Yes. So in general, did you have any rule of thumb about communication? Did you follow any of the experts that you were aware of at the time about what to do and what not to do? Well, as I recall, I don't, I don't, been a little while but i don't believe that the person i spoke with you know suggested one way or the other as far as uh, 
you know, sending him a message or communicating, whatever. I don't remember, but I know with some of the people that I've grown to know through my journey that some therapists on both sides, the, the, the parent side and the child side, uh, some therapist will do that and they will suggest doing certain things or, or a certain type of communication. So as far as my journey goes, like I said earlier, I, I didn't, I saw the therapist for a few months and then that was really it. And after that, it was listening to a lot of these other people. And I come to realize for the most part and like I said, I, I went back and forth a lot of times with, do I, don't I, what do I say? Do I say anything? Uh, even on holidays and birthdays, I would, I would always reach out and happy birthday. Hope you guys have a good Christmas, you know, whatever. Um, but then at, at some point I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. I just, I just can't. Mm. I've put, I've put my feelings out there. I've let you let it be known. It's it's at some point for me, I had to. I I describe it to a to another group member recently as trying to put them in your mind anyway, in a little box, mm. and sticking that back somewhere so mm. you can open it later if you want to. But that way, if if you can visualize that, and not everybody can. But if you can compartmentalize like that, stick it in there, shove it in a corner somewhere in your mind, and then try to not have that be your focus all the time, then then I think that's helpful. I've also told people, you know, some people believe that if you write a letter and then burn it, mm. then that is therapeutic and it helps kind of release it from your mind um and and i believe that to be true um i did not do that but i believe that to be true um there was a point where probably probably just before we uh the, the christmas before we reconciled we had some of his ornaments that he had when he was a child and i'm like well it, we took everything out at christmas we would we would not put his stuff up for obvious reasons and it would be the last time I'm like, well, let me, I know their address. Let me send it to them. I don't, I'm not being mean. I just, I just don't want it here anymore. And it's his send it to him. Well, unfortunately they moved and we didn't know it. And it went the way of wherever. I don't, I don't know where it ended up. Didn't come back to me. Mm. So, um, so I think you have to find a way to, you can't get over it. There's no getting over it. I don't think you can get past it. You can move in the right direction, but I don't think you can just get over it personally. So now that you've reconciled with your son, do you think that you've gotten over it or gotten past it? Or is there something that's still there? I, I still, I mean, I don't think it would happen like that again, mostly because 
we are close with the granddaughter. Mm. She, she she's very lovey dovey. You know, she likes seeing us. She, you know, it's the typical. She calls me grumpy because when yeah. she used to be, <laughs> when she used to, when she was little, and she doesn't remember this, but we told her when when we got back together, she couldn't say grandpa, and it came out like grumpy. So that was my nickname. So <laughs> it's the typical. You know, I get down on my knee if I can stand it and <laughs> she runs up and throws me a big hug and whatever so for that reason I don't think that they would do that again but I still think about it I still feel like it could happen just given the right circumstance so and with all of the craziness that's gone on in the world the last year and a half I could certainly see that, you know, something like that could still happen. So um, it's kind of like waiting on the waiting on the shoe to drop. I mm. try not to think that way, but it's hard sometimes. So, and it's probably pretty common that once you've been through it and you didn't quite see it coming the first time. I think you say, well, I may not quite see it coming the second time. So although we are wiser, it's the emotions get in the way. And I, I think that we were blindsided when it first happened, at least from our point of view. But then when you step back, and as you said, too, before, that you talked about what was, and to quote you, what was my part of it? Right. So I think after we're in it, we're kind of forced to think about our part, which I have found to be extremely, extremely healthy. But do you find that some parents have a hard time owning any part of it? And I do think there are some parents that I have to be honest with you. I think there are some parents that they did such a wonderful job. Perfect. No. But wonderful, yes. And I'm just, it, to me, it's more about the needs of the adult child than it mm -hmm. is about anything that the parent did or did not do. So I yeah. do think that that happens. But I think for the most part, I see with the parents, again, in my group and the ones I coach, so that might be a different type of, of grouping population. But some parents don't don't either they don't see that they might have done something or they don't want to see that they yeah. might have contributed to this no for sure i mean and i see that in our group too you know you you can't say oh well, what did you do because you that would just be a disaster mm -hmm. but but you can definitely see as some people tell their story how well i could see maybe there's maybe there's more to it than that you know um i mean even but but with my example it was something that happened oh my gosh 20 20 years 25 years prior so i would i mean that that really caused the lengthy estrangement mm. so i would I wouldn't even think one, I wouldn't remember that. So, and two, I, I would never, never, never thought that. So, um, I can definitely, 
I, I hear what you're saying though. Yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely some room and, and I think you have to at least try to look and see, is there anything that, mm -hmm. that you could have misunderstood? Cause I think a lot of times people know when there's a, when there's an obvious fight, like our situation, I knew, or at least I thought I knew at least what instigated it. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't know the whole story, I knew this was the cutoff point where things went wrong. So, but sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes you don't have that. But in my case, at least I had a starting point where I can say, look back and say, wow, did I? And, and we look back over the texts we sent and all of that. Mm. What did we say? Did, did we say it all wrong? And, you know, so you do, you question and you kind of have to, but you question everything. <laughs> so. Yeah. It becomes yeah. a very difficult time and I'm sure it's difficult. I don't ever want to underestimate how difficult it is for an estranged adult son or adult daughter. Sure. It's just, but I just know the, you and I know the the journey that we have taken and i think that you've done such a great job of validating how your son felt and and that validation i think is important for the adult sons and daughters out there and yeah. also the journey that you've been on and how this questions you how it impacts your physical health how it impacts how we see ourselves how it makes us question us as parents and and for me, it made me not question just myself as a parent, but I started questioning myself in, in other areas. Like, if I sure. didn't see this, what are my other blind spots that I didn't see? More with the strange father, Donald Stott, on the next episode of Once Upon a Time from Storybook to Estrangement with Lynn. Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, are my own stories of my lived experience. This is not intended for counseling, therapy, medical care, or crisis care. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Each estrangement journey begins with honesty, hope, and healing. Please join us again on the next episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement. <laughs>